And we are underway, broadcasting to you from our remote Pittsburgh studios, north of the steel city of Pittsburgh, PA. We bring you episode 15 of our podcast, Steel City Sports Talk. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Berry. And together, we are your hosts for this podcast. One thing that me and Alex want to start off talking about is... uh. We were reached out to recently by Aaron Chapman. He's an offensive coordinator at Steel City Prep Football. It's a nice program to give players second chances. And Alex is going to give us a uh, quick little description of that. Well, what they do is that they look for uh, the best unsigned seniors that they can find. And they bring them to uh, Steel City Prep. And they play football. You don't lose eligibility by going there. But it's basically a way to improve your high school grades, your test scores. So you improve academically. And then you improve yourself in your football game, and maybe you get a second chance. It's a second chance place for people that are overlooked by the recruiters the first time around for football. Yep, it could be because of injury or maybe because like you didn't get that much time to play. Or, if, of course, maybe in this season now it's because of COVID. Like, you need more minutes. Like You need more minutes. You need college coaches to see you because you, you want to continue your dream. And we just think that's kind of special, so that's, that's why I wanted to bring that up. And we're going to give you updates on them in the future. And, like, and their season, and, as, and they their season as they progress. Uh, and now we'll move on to the Steelers. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what more you can say. It was disappointing. It was saddening. It was sickening. Disheartening. Should I go on, Ryan? That's enough adjectives, Alex. Uh, it was just bad. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that went bad. I mean, from the beginning of the game... At least mine was better than bad. From the beginning of the game, you just like... It just didn't look right. It didn't look like the Steelers and it looked like they had looked like over the past six weeks I mean it's another pl- collapse in the postseason year after year it's beginning to make me wonder and ask Mike Tomlin what is the standard he always says the standard is the standard well what is the standard winning going like an amazing up to week 10 and then collapsing down the stretch and losing the first round of the playoffs year after year it's uh, an important question to ask and I think as of now, they should put Mike Tomlin on notice. He's not going to get fired this offseason, obviously. There will be changes in the coaching staff, most likely. But let's start asking ourselves, what is the standard? That's a great way of putting it, Ryan. And I think Mike Tomlin definitely should be on the hot seat. I think Kevin Colbert should be as well. It's not as much Kevin Colbert's fault, but he's the one that makes the personnel decisions. I mean, you're paying, what's his, uh, Ben, like, we're paying Ben $40 million. $41 million. He was the one that made that contract and that contract looks really, really bad right now. I mean, three years ago or four years ago, whenever they signed that, I mean, it didn't look good then. It certainly doesn't look good now. And then you have three offensive linemen, Ryan, starting offensive linemen that are over the age of 30. Alejandro Villanueva probably won't be back next year. Mike Pouncey might retire this year. And now, and then you have David David Castro. Castro, he has a, he didn't have that great of a year. You're you're losing your touch at the, at the point that has made the Steelers famous. The the pounding the run and pound defense. Who are you offense, gonna build your team around? You're not gonna build the, your team around Ben. You got to build around a young defense. Young, you got to build around the player. defense. I think it has to be around T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree. Do you think Bud Dupree will be back next year? I don't think he'll be back. I mean, we just can't afford him. They may even be lowering the salary cap. All these guys are put up for, they're not put up for, uh, their contracts are up and they have to re-sign them. I mean, some guys you re-sign. I doubt they re-sign Juju. He's replaceable. He is. Well, they, we saw that this year with Claypool. 
Claypool completely replaced him. And then you have, um, I don't, I agree with you there. I don't think James Conner will be back. If he is, it's not going to be for a lot of money. Who's the running back then now? that we get? It's going to be less than he's making now. It, it, he's still on his rookie contract. There's no way it's going to be less than he's making now. He's probably making, he was drafted in what, the third round? He's probably making at least two, two, three million a year. He was fourth, fourth round. No, he wasn't. He was not fourth round. He was third round. And he's probably at least making in the two, the over. He's probably making over two million dollars right now. I think if you sign him for anything more than that, you're crazy. And um, other than that, I mean, you have to make some. This is a big time for Kevin Colbert. If he messes up this at this off season, the, he he should be on the hot seat for and held accountable. He's got a tough job this offseason. And I know the Steelers love stability. They love stability when it comes to coaches. Bill Cowher. How many chances did Bill Cowher get before he won? And then you got Chuck Noll. They love hanging on to their coaches. Mike Tomlin's been here forever. Uh, and then he hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl in 10 years. That's too long for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Alex, Alex, but there's a standard. What's the standard? <laughs> what is it? You said the exact same thing. What is the standard? He's not. If, if the standard is to, if the standard is to um, be good for the regular season, or at least be good till Thanksgiving, and then drop off because they haven't played a good, they haven't played a good game, or not even a good half. Per, well, they played a good half against the Colts, but other than that, they really haven't played a good game since Thanksgiving. Not at all. They haven't played a good game since. since and he since can't keep control of his players. I feel like every year we have a A.B. Jr., A.B. Jr. Jr. These guys that just, like, they need to control what they say. I mean, they can't give the other team motivation. I don't think that the reason we lost, it never is, but Who it doesn't. It certainly mean, doesn't yeah. help. Who cares what they say? I mean, you're, you're, like, these people, I mean, Chase Claypool or Juju Smith-Schuster, I, I didn't have any problem with saying the Browns are the Browns. The Browns are the Browns. The standard is the standard. It's, you know, it's like very similar play on words. They're the same team, and they're the same team that beat them the week before. They beat them again. And then um, with uh, Chase Claypool, I had a problem with Chase Claypool's comments. He said the Browns are going to get clapped next week by the Chiefs. No, don't don't worry. He said, don't worry. The Browns are going to get clapped next week. I hope the Browns beat the Chiefs. I I, I, I picked them not really? to. Really? You I hope, hope the Browns to. beat the Chiefs? Yes. You want the Browns to make it to the AFC division? The championship. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why that, that's gonna affect us. I I hope they get there and Chase Claypool just just doesn't say anything like that for the rest of the year. You just lost to them and you got clapped. You got clapped. You lost by eleven in in the wild card round to the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns who haven't won a game, a playoff game since Bill. I think it's been since Bill Belichick was there. That was over twenty years ago. They haven't made it to a playoff game in 17 years, and you're the first one they beat. And you, and then you have the audacity. He wasn't even born last time they won a playoff game, probably. I don't think he was even born. 27 years ago? I, he's not that old. And I, I have a problem with that. So grow up. These people need to grow up. And Mike Tomlin always has a problem with these people. Always does. And he has to get a handle in the locker room. It's unacceptable. One well, no. The only positive... From the game, I don't even call it a positive. Is Ben got the NFL record for playoff completions, but it doesn't really matter. He threw sixty-eight passes. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Sixty-eight passes and he's five hundred yards. You're never gonna win a game in a playoff. Four touchdowns, game. but 
the four interceptions just kind of killed the game. Four interceptions, Ryan. Four interceptions. That's. You're never going to win a game like that. You're never going to win a game like that. And then from the first snap, as you said, it was over. You know this is going to be a tough game. Though. They're going to have to come back in this game. Not You can't come back against this run. Don't get down by another touchdown, 14 nothing. Don't get down by another touchdown, 21 nothing. If they get down by another touchdown, this game's over, 28 nothing. The one play in the second half, though, and the defense that lost all momentum, or not even a play, but just a decision. Fourth and one, Steelers have just scored two touchdowns, cut the lead to 12. It's uh, near the end, nearing the end of the third quarter. We have all the momentum. We're at the our Cleveland's 46-yard line, and you and Mike Tomlin punts it. I don't understand that. It's and the that gave the momentum right it's back the to them. We he haven't been able to we haven't been able to stop them all season. He lived in his fears, and that's what he tells. And that's all. I think that's a Mike Tomlin quote you just used. Live, don't live in your fears, but he, and he did. That's unacceptable, and that's classic Mike Tomlin. And also the personnel decisions. I was disturbed, and I was. Di- Discouraged by what the starting lineups were. Who got benched and who wasn't starting? Kevin Josh Dobbs. Dotson. And Dotson weren't starters. Well, you, want, starters. you want Josh Dobbs, Dobbs to start? start? Dobbs wasn't going to be a starter, but I'm just saying he wasn't. He didn't um, He didn't dress. One thing that you should note they is that, that Mike Tomlin made every defensive play call. And that might have been the worst defensive performance of the season. Might have been. I don't understand that. Has he done that all year? I have no clue. But why do you have a why? What's the point of having a defensive coordinator if he's not even going to call plays? What does he do? Just warm them up for coach? He warms them up for coach. And I mean, what is he doing? And that was Mike. Tom- See, that's why it makes me say, "Hey, Mike Tomlin, you're in the hot seat. You called defensive plays. You gave up 48 points. Seven of those. Let's say seven of those were the offense's fault, purely because it was a fumble recovery in the end zone." They had also had four other picks, so that doesn't help. But let's say so now it was they got forty eight. Subtract seven from forty eight. That's forty one points. You're, the defense is still on the hook for forty one points, no matter if there was an interception or not. That was too much. And T.J. Watt didn't have a sack this game. He was invisible against a backup. Hayward's tackle. invisible. Two, it's invisible. They're hey, all invisible. They were all invisible. That offensive line for Cleveland was unbelievable this past game. That offense was phenomenal. Baker Mayfield was great. No, he was great in the first half, I should say. Second half, he wasn't that great. But they had an answer for everything in the first half, and the Steelers had a chance in the second half. But when once they punted that one time, that it was over. It was completely over. That was the turning point. It gave the momentum right back to Cleveland. Uh, that about does it for a Pittsburgh Steelers talk. Uh, next, we'll move on to our pick six picks of the week. Last week I was three and three, Ryan, and then you were four and two. So you are gaining on me. I now have the record of fifty and thirty-seven, and then you are forty-eight and thirty-nine. Forty and thirty-nine. It is going to be a tight one down to the finish as we have as we're putting in our final games of the season. And uh, let's get started with this, Alex. First game: Rams Packers. I got Packers. The Rams played amazing last week. They absolutely do- dominated the Seahawks from start to finish with a quarterback with a broken thumb after their backup quarterback with a LinkedIn account got hurt. And Aaron Donald and 
Co. dominated and won that game for the Rams. I don't think they'll be able to replicate that against the Packers. Packers are a really good team. Aaron Rodgers, MVP caliber player at the moment. So I don't see it happening, but you never know. I agree with you. Uh, I think Aaron Donald is the defensive player of the year again in the NFL. I've changed my mind for him, for, to him over what. And I think that they will handily beat the Rams, especially since it's at Lambeau. Ravens and Bills. That's going to be a good one on Saturday. Saturday, uh, I believe it's Saturday night, and that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really fun one. Ravens have a great defense. Bills have a good defense, and both have powerful offenses. but Powerful but different offenses. Uh, I got the Ravens in this one. This is the only one we're differing on this week. I need to gain one on Alex, and I didn't feel confident uh, differing on any other ones. So I think the Ravens will get this win as much as it pains me to say it. I agree with you on that, right? I certainly do. And then, um, no, I don't. Yeah, I agree with you on the, the offensive part. But I hate the pick. I hate the pick. I like the Bills. I was, I was looking at the wrong thing. And then um, next, Browns and Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs, even though I, I'm rooting for the Browns secretly because I want Chase Claypool to eat his words and just make him look stupid. I got the Chiefs. I hope the Chiefs clap you really the hope Browns. They, you hope they win? I hope the Chiefs win by a lot. I don't like the Browns. I hope they lose. Let's let the Browns have their moment. I mean, no, the record, they've had their moment for, for too record, long. No, for the record, they've 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 been very. Hey, impressive. they're not supposed to be better than us. They've had their moment. Their moment is supposed to be making the playoffs and losing to us. Uh, no, I, their moment should be over. They have made the seventeen it's years too long. Won a playoff game in over twenty years. They deserve it. No, they deserve to get. Okay, a and it makes the Steelers look better if they win the championship. Uh, like, does that matter? Or if they beat the Chiefs, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter at all. They lost. Bucks and Saints. And now this is a tough one. And I'm going to call an audible here, Ryan. I'm going to pick the Bucks. We're going to differ on two picks this week. This is a shocker. Right now, I'm calling an audible. It's I'm going to pick the Bucks, And the reason is because the Saints have beat this team twice. It's tough to beat a team three times in a year in the National Football League. I don't see it happening, especially against a good Bucks team. And you're picking the Saints. I got the Saints. I mean, they're both good teams. The Bucks have been playing really well. But I think Alvin Kamara will come in this one. I believe he missed the last game due to injury. Is that correct? He did. It and he'll be, he should be back this week. So if he is, and I think the Saints will get this win. I just want, we just want to give further clarification on Chase Claypool's remarks since not everyone heard them. Here they are. Yeah, I think predictions for Chiefs-Browns games. Uh, Browns get smacked. Um, and I'll go into depth about that later. Slapped. Smacked. Clapped. Same thing. I mean, he said they're going to get. He said they're going to get beat up by the Chiefs, and and that's I hate that coming from him. Just days after you lose to them, in embarrassing fashion on the most prime time watched show since the last Super Bowl, twenty five million people watched you embarrass, watched the team embarrass themselves. The Steelers are once proud. Is that true? Numbers, Alex? Yeah, those numbers are facts. Wow. Facts. Those are facts. That's all I give you, facts. Nah. No. No. So, that's so not we'll true. We'll see what happens. <laughs> There's a possibility with our pick six picks that we could be a tie coming into next week when we have two games next week and then the Super Bowl in two weeks after that. Remember, I was down seven to Alex at one point. But remember, if you even lose one of these, you have to win out. And you have to differ from me on every pick. Oh no! Eh, no, 
no, not necessarily. Yeah, you would. Because if I get one, we'd still, I'd still be down two, and then there would be three games left. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. But still, it'd be tough. He, he only gives us facts. <laughs> that's right. All the facts. All the facts, I'm sure of it. Okay. So that does it for our Steelers and NFL talk. And we're going to move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins, who start their season tonight. Mark down the date, January 13th, 2021, at 5.30 in the afternoon on NBC Sports Network. The Pittsburgh Penguins are back on the ice against the cross-state rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers. Starting the rivalries. I mean, it's just going to be so much fun to watch the Penguins play these teams again and again. I mean, especially the Flyers and Caps. We're playing them like eight times each. I mean, it's it's so exciting to be back. I like I hockey's my hockey favorite sport. Is and that's back. your favorite sport too, right? Hockey. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's just great it's great to have it back. It's been a while and um it's been a while for the Penguins. We haven't seen the Penguins since August when they got uh, when they got uh when they lost in the series to the Canadians in the bubble, and that was embarrassing, and that made me that that, that made me emotional. That loss. The still they're the only team that makes me emotional when they lose. Ryan, the only team. That's how much I care about them. I don't care about the Steelers as much as I care about the Penguins. I don't care about the I definitely don't care about the Pirates as much as I care about the Penguins, and or definitely not Pitt either. Pitt's that might be Pitt might be your per- team that you get emotional about, Ryan. But I'm not gonna answer. This. No comment. <laughs> But uh, I I think that they're gonna. What are the expectations for the Penguins this season? What are the expectations, Ryan? Because my expectations for them is to be a playoff team, be one of the four in their division, in a division where you could probably get six teams, and you could see six teams making the playoffs normally. The, you uh, there's only four of those that can make it in the their division. Do you see them making the playoffs? I mean. Mike Tomlin team or Mike Tomlin, Mike Sullivan team. I'm, mm-hmm. Mike's on the mind. Uh, Mike Tom, Mike, Mike Sullivan Mike team. Sullivan. Has, he hasn't missed the playoffs. Yeah, he has not since he's gone in. So until I see that happen, then I think we will make it. He's a good coach. Let's see what he can do this year. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I think he's fired. That that could definitely be a possibility. I think he's fired if he doesn't make the playoffs. And I think Jim Rutherford goes on the hot seat. No, Jim Rutherford would get fired if we don't make the playoffs. You think he, but he, he's not the one that does the coaching. They, the steel. Well, you can have, say it on any. They have great any, talent. They have great talent. Anybody that gets fired. I think any. I think he's not, he's not coaching. Well, it's the same thing. He gets the players and he you're gives right. the players. I said the same thing about Kevin. Hol- they go Colbert. hand in hand. I, you're right. I, I have to be consistent with that. I said the same thing about Kevin Colbert. Yes. But Come I think on, Alex. So I think they both be on the hot seat if not fired at the end of the season. I think Mike Sullivan is on the hot seat definitely as of right now. And you know how this, the Penguins work when they fire hey, the coach midseason. If the Penguins lose tonight, nobody will react. First game of the season. Got some rust to shake off. Both a teams lot of do. rust. A lot it'll of be rust. fun to watch. It might be a little sloppy pretty much the whole entire game. It'll be fun to have hockey back. So that's just, just to be thankful for that. <laughs> no, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention that much to hockey since the Steelers have been in it. But you know Kasperi Kappen? He's not going to be playing for the Penguins right now. Do you know where he's at? He's in, uh, he's in Finland. Because of his immigration issues, how can how can that be the case? How 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 is that not prepared before the season started? Hey, you got to get over here at this time. There's a special exemption you need to get over to America. We need him over here. We have Rodriguez playing on the first line with Sid and Gensel. That's how it's been in practice. Rodriguez. I don't even know what his first name is. Evan. Evan. 
Because like, I have Sean Rodriguez on the brain, and that's a bad memory. You did that. You, did, you said that Every the time. last podcast, Every too. Every time. Oh, my god. Evan Rodriguez, how many games did he play last year? Not many. But we traded him in the Kapanen, the Kapanen trade. He was a part of the trade for Kapanen to Toronto, and then he became a free agent. So he never was. He never even suited up for the Canadians because it was in the offseason. He became a free agent, and then the Penguins signed him for a year. He's going to be on the first line. So he better be, he better have, he better be good, or at least have some speed or some physicality on that first line, don't you think, Ryan? Are you sure he's playing on the first line? Oh, I'm positive. I'm positive he's playing he's, on the first line. If, is he playing on the first line tonight? I've, he's been he's been on practice. In practice, he's been on that line. Gensel, Crosby, Rodriguez. Okay, we'll, we'll hold him to that, and let's see if all he says is facts. We'll tweet it out if we're wrong. We'll tweet out with wrong. We'll find out what's what's the time right now. Currently, as we're filming, it's 4:02. If the game starts in an hour and 28 minutes, so we'll, we'll tweet it out if we're if I'm wrong, with saying Alex was wrong. But it, he better be good tonight. And I think there's gonna be a lot of rust on the wheels for the Pittsburgh Penguins coming out. They only had two weeks of training camp. Uh they seem to be having a good time. You see the videos they post? They're smiling. They're joking on the ice. I mean, they're happy. <laughs> Mike, you know, looks really happy. Evgeny Malkin looks really happy. And that's great to see. Malkin, either really happy or really angry, is the best. Because he's great on those extremes. Not in the middle, though. He's not as great in the middle. He needs to have some spark. <laughs> if he's in the middle, he's, he's not, he doesn't have that kind of emotion. You have to have fun playing the game. There, there has to be that. This is the thing with the Steelers, too. There has to be that balance of ha- of enjoying the game you play, and you need to care, but only but caring about the game you play too. You care about the team. You care about not your stats, but you care about the team, and you care about winning games. Juju and Claypool, as as the moment, I believe they're focused on their brands. Wouldn't you agree with that? Definitely. Penguins don't Same really have with, a guy like that. Uh, what's his name? That's Dwayne Haskins. Great. That's why hockey's great because you, there's not as many egos with hockey, or at least as or as marketable egos, because not many people know about them as much. When you look at the NFL, everyone's a superstar as soon as you get drafted. If you're in a top second round, if you're even in a second round pick, you're you're a star or you're a, a famous person on social media. You have to build your platform. That's why NHL is great, because there's not they're not known as much, so there's not as much of an ego problem or pressure. To build a brand, and the speaking of people that have no egos, Sidney Crosby. I mean, he's a great guy. I think he's gonna have a great season, Ryan. Great season. Let's hope so. We need it from. And hopefully, no injuries. He's not getting any younger, so his chances no, are not. going out pretty soon. Well, so say, the reason why I think that the expectations should be high for the Penguins, and they have to make it to at least the divisional round. They have to get out of the first round, but they have to make it to the divisional round. And the reason I say that is because. Anytime you have Crosby Malkin on your team, the window's open for me. Two generational talents, two top 20, maybe top 15, probably top 15 players in the NHL right now. When you have two top 15 players in the NHL right now, the window's open, and you should be contending every year to win cups. And that's why you have to be there. You have to be ready. You know who looks good this year? The defense. Mike Matheson looks good on the defense. Well, he's on a line with Pedersen, it looks like. I've seen that. The defense will look a little different it's this gonna year. It's going to look good. Cody Cece is also getting nice. I think Marino is going to take another big step forward. No one expected that from him last year, but 
I think this season he's going to take another big step and going to be another very, very reliable defenseman. He was arguably our best defenseman last year. Would you agree, Alex? I don't think I, – I might have to rephrase that. I'm going to, I'm going to check on that. Was I don't know if Matheson was playing with uh, with Pedersen. I'm going to check on that. But Marino, they signed him to a long deal. They obviously see something in him. So I think the expectations for him is that he's a future number one defenseman, a future number one defenseman for the Penguins over the next six years. Wouldn't you agree with that, Ryan? Yes, I would. So that about does it for our uh, Pittsburgh Penguins talk. We will have a video podcast tomorrow. You want to tell them about that, Ryan? Yes, uh, we're going to have a video podcast uh, Thursday because if you're watching this after Thursday, obviously it wouldn't be tomorrow. It would be already up. Thursday, it's going to be up around 1, 1.30, maybe maybe even 2 uh, with uh, our I guess you could call NHL analysis or special guest Katie Goss. She works for the Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh Florida Panthers uh, broadcasting crew, and it's gonna be fun. So make sure to check us out. It's gonna be on our Instagram, our YouTube, and I think we're even gonna post a link on our Twitter. So that's all Steel, called Steel City Sports Talk. So if you look it up any of those places, you'll find that. So stay tuned on this. It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We have an actual. We have a. We have a expert coming on to talk to us. That's always great to have. And that will bring us to our winners and our losers of the week. Ryan, you start. I'll start. Uh, I have one from the one player from the NFL as my first one, and then I have a college football team, and then a college basketball team. So it's a whole different array of uh, things this week for the winners and losers. First is Taylor Henneke, the Washington football team quarterback. He came in after barely playing in his NFL career. He comes in Washington, replaces Alex Smith, and plays amazing. Just amazing. He threw for over 300 yards, I believe two or three touchdowns. He ran for an unbelievable touchdown. And he can't, his shoulders was bothering him the whole game. He just keeps coming back and coming back. And he almost led them to a comeback victory over the Buccaneers. That is my first winner. Second winner, Alabama. Winning the national championship for the sixth or seventh time since 2009. I believe it's six. I think it's since 2008. And, like, that's amazing. Nick Saban is one of the best, I'd say arguably the best coach in college football history. Uh, He he has to be. He has to be the best coach ever in college. He has to be. He's been unbelievable with Alabama. And he's won seven championships in his career, seven with uh, six with Alabama, one with LSU. And what a career he's had, and I'm sure he'll continue to win over the next several years. And what a recruiter he is. He's just amazing. Okay, uh, my last one is Texas basketball. They have made a turnaround this year. They have been on fire. They're winning so many games. Their most recent win was over West Virginia, 74-72. But recently, they beat Kansas. They crushed them. And they've turned things around. And they're looking really, really good for this season. They're arguably, uh, I guess, Final Four candidate. They're, I think they're ranked number three as of now. I would agree with that. They're definitely a Final Four candidate. You normally wouldn't think of Texas as a Final Four candidate for basketball. For basketball, you would think of them as a Final Four candidate for uh, college football. And they're going to be that in the upcoming years with Steve Sarkeesian, the, the uh, Alabama offensive coordinator and new coach, which is in stone. 
And my first winner is the Dallas Cowboys. You might say, Alex, how could the Dallas Cowboys be your winner of the week? And the reason for them being the winner of the week is that they hired Dan Quinn to be their defensive coordinator. You might say, Dan Quinn, the old Falcons coach, the guy that was known for blowing leads? Yeah, that's the guy. And I think that he's going to be a perfect fit for their defense. They just have to give him some talent. Give him a draft pick. They have a high draft pick. Give him a good defensive player. They need it. And you got to give him a linebacker or a secondary person. And he's going to have a lot less pressure because he's a defensive coordinator. You might argue it might be more pressure because he's on the Cowboys now. A lot big market. But I think it's going to be a, an easier job for him just because of the team. And I think they're going to put the appropriate talent around him. And he's, a, he's always a... He's, he's a good coach. He's a good coach, and he's an he's an NFL head coach caliber person. And I think he'll thrive as the defensive coordinator and build up his name again before he goes back to the head coaching position. My next winner is Texas for football, not for basketball, because I hired Steve Sarkeesian, who has been the Alabama offensive coordinator for the past several years, and he's done an unbelievable job, and he's going to do an unbelievable job as their head coach for Texas. They are automatically in the top 10 in my mind, maybe top eight for next season in the early, way too early rankings. They also have to get a recruiting class and I'm sure they'll get a good quarterback. I'm sure their offense is going to be in the top of the nation. And it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, Ryan, don't you think they're going to be a good team next year? Definitely. Yeah. I think they're going to be a great team. And I think they're going to very possibility for winning the big 12 and making the college football playoff. And my final winner is the Baltimore Ravens. And the reason the Ravens are my winner is because Lamar Jackson finally broke through. And you don't, we don't, I don't like um, giving props to the other my divi- the divisional opponents, but I do it when it's earned. And it's been earned by Cleveland. It's been earned by the Ravens. So congratulations to Lamar Jackson for his playoff win. Ryan, you're losers. Uh, first... Loser for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do I need any more exp- explanation for that? They just need terrible, terrible. Uh, second is Frank Rick or Wright. I don't Frank know. Reich. Frank Frank Reich. Uh, he coached for the Colts. I mean, he oh that game. He was just terrible coaching wise. He uh he decided not to kick a field goal early in the game when it could have brought them close. It was, I think it was in the first or second quarter, and then they ended up losing by a field goal. His coaching decisions were just bad all night, and it didn't help them win at all. Uh, third loser is the Seattle Seahawks with a... Uh, they just got dominated by the Rams. It was not... It, it wasn't a good game. It right? was. I mean, was they just got dominated game. by a quarterback with a broken thumb. Broken thumb. With a broken thumb, he beat them. He beat them with, with uh, four fingers. He beat him with four fingers because that's his throwing hand, too. And that's not easy to do when your throwing hand is a broken finger. And it was embarrassing. The defense outplayed the Seahawks. That's why they fired their OC. Anything else to add on that, Ryan? Nope. You can start your losers, Alex. Okay. I'm going to start with the Tennessee Titans. A bad loss. Derrick Henry was invisible. And they didn't play great against the Baltimore Ravens. And they had the most fans in the NFL for that game. And they went all went home. Disappointed. They all went home disappointed. And uh, my next loser is Evander Kane with the Sharks. Uh, the, a story came out this week. Listen to this. This person is not 
I mean, he makes decent money for an NHL player. He just signed in 2018 a seven-year, $49 million contract with the San Jose Sharks. And he just filed for bankruptcy in California. He's been in the NHL, I'm not sure how many years, but he played with the Atlanta Thrashers. That's where he started. Remember the oh, wow. Atlanta Thrashers? But that's not, that, that was in this decade before they moved back to Winnipeg. And he played for Winnipeg, and then he went to Buffalo, and then he went to San Jose. That's where he has the contract. So, and now he's in 26, over $26 million in debt. And he doesn't, I mean, that's a lot of money. How is he ever going to, I mean, he, he says he might not even play this season because of health risks. He better play this season. He has to play this season. I think he is. I think he is playing this season. I think that was confirmed. But in the court filings, but it's, it's he had to play this season because he has to make the money. He has to have the money to make up. To, I don't know how he's going to pay off this debt, but he has three houses that work. He's got to make the bacon. That they're, they're costing him like $10 million, and that's where you get a lot of it. You have to, why does he have three houses? And he has a, like gambling debts too, I think. Again, I, he's, he's probably, hopefully he's not gambling on the games like Pete Rose. Hopefully he doesn't do that. And my final loser is the Bears. The Bears lost their game to the Saints, and then their, their coach and GM were uh, held on for another year. Definition of mediocrity. They are eight and eight in the regular season. They are five and zero, oh, and they lost, and they only won three of their next eleven. Three of their next twelve, if you include the playoff game, Ryan. So, no, that's not right. Three of their because it would be um, they won three of their next eleven, and they won three of their next twelve. So they were three and eight down the stretch, and that's not that's unacceptable. And they are resigned. Definition of mediocrity, unacceptable. That does it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. It's been another fun one, Alex. It was certainly fun, but can I do a little bit of clarity on the pairings for Mike McAfee? Oh, Mike definitely. Real quick. He's playing with John Marino. That was my fault. I only gave you facts. I gave you fact. And Rodriguez is playing, it appears, with Cindy Crosby and Jake Ensel tonight. We thank you all for listening, and remember, we are your one-stop shop for everything Pittsburgh sports.